0: I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun. But most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz, but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great, but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight at least Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to. I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off. Isn't funny. Switch to Harry's get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at Harry's.com slash RTG. That's Harry's.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up everybody, welcome back to Remember the Game, it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank, thank you so much for listening to the show, and this week it is episode 181, and we're talking about one of the rare SNES games that I've actually, fuck I missed that, I screwed that all up. Now you know what, I'll leave that in. I, what I meant to say is that we're talking about one of the rare SNES gems that I've missed out on over the year. There we see you I, I don't fuck you guys. It's a, a good podcast, would probably restart. And maybe I should have, but I want you guys. This is authentic. This is, you guys are getting, you guys are seeing how the fucking pizza is made. Anyway, uh, this week we are talking about one of the rare SNES gems that I've missed out on over the years because I've always felt like Act Razor was like the one big Super Nintendo game that's never found its way into my eyeballs. Uh, I always kind of wrote Super Ghouls and Ghosts off as just kind of a dime a dozen shovelware generic game and series, frankly. Uh, but then last year, a bunch of the hot dogs voted for me to play it. And play it, I did, again, and again, and again, and again, and again. I got completely obsessed with this fucking game. And frankly, if I had to re-rank my top 20 SNES games of all time, Super Ghouls and Ghosts would make the list. No question. This thing is like the Dark Souls of the Super Nintendo, and yeah, it's cheap at times, and it's hard as fuck, and it jumps weird, and all that stuff, it's still awesome, it's fucking great, I adore it, uh, and if you're wondering, no, I can't beat it, I can, you, if you don't know, you have to beat the game twice to beat it, beat it, and I can get to the end of the second run, I can beat it without using this stupid weapon, we'll get into all this on the actual podcast, but no, I cannot get over that final boss hump. ...of the second run of Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, but but that's what we're talking about this week. This episode is going to be just kind of about the series in general from back in the day... ...because my guest returning to the show, making his first appearance of the New Year... ...is my boy Tyler. Uh, now, he grew up playing the arcade version of ghouls and ghosts i played super ghouls and ghosts on the super nintendo so while i'm going to be focusing on that game in particular we're kind of all over the map in this one and we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of being all over the map it's time for yet another edition of the remember the game infamous intro
1: <laughs> and
0: if you're new to the podcast welcome aboard consider this your warning our intros are a little bit long but they're they're not boring they're like like, like, I can't think of, like, a stupid comparison this week. But they're just, it's like a podcast intro that sucks less than other podcast intros. So just give it a chance. That's all. Uh, We have merchandise. All kinds of merch. Hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters. All rocking badass art. drawn by my man, Joe. You can find Joe's work at 4545creative.com if you want to show him some love. And you can check out our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It is a great way to support the show. Um, I just posted about it on social media the other day. But, like... For my money, the coolest shirt we have is the uh, Never Forget Sega Dreamcast shirt, $9,999. We've also got the new uh, Not Nintendo Power, Nintendo Power tribute cover of me with the hot dog and Echo the Dolphin. Anyway, all kinds of cool stuff. Remember the Game if you're interested. And of course, if you don't like clothes, you can always support us on Patreon. And I know it, it's, a, it's a Patreon plug and you're probably about to skip it. But just listen, listen, for just two bucks a month, you get two additional podcasts every fucking week like come on you get exclusive act like that's the best deal ever you get exclusive access to both my gaming discussion podcast expansion pass every thursday and my gaming news podcast game patch every friday you get instant access to almost 200 bonus podcasts in our archives as well Uh, on game patch every friday i look at all the big news in modern video games i add my opinions profanity and stuff in there and on expansion pass every thursday it's a different show each week we do game rankings we do franchise rankings we look back at characters and consoles we do hypothetical episodes we do comedy episodes there's game reviews this past week on expansion pass uh we laid down our 2022 gaming predictions i came out swinging with a dozen or so that i thought were reasonably possibly possible without being completely safe bets or anything i read a bunch of the listeners uh predictions as well and as is becoming tradition during the intro here's a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass our 2022 gaming predictions (laughs) It's very difficult to talk about PlayStation uh, without talking about this potential uh, answer to Game Pass that they're working on, that we've all been talking about forever, that we know is coming this year. I'm really fucking, really fucking excited to see what it is. So I had to do a prediction revolving around this new Sony Game Pass system they're working on to replace PlayStation now. So my first prediction for PlayStation is that their new Game Pass competitor will include the entire psvr library all those games will be backwards compatible with psvr 2 and a one month free trial will be included with every psvr 2 headset to incentivize people to take the plunge and sign up it's not a prediction to say that the psvr 2 is coming because they announced it this week we all know it's coming but i've i've said this countless times i will continue to say this the issue with vr the, the the one the big stumbling block there is it's a chicken and egg situation Game developers don't want to make VR games unless a lot of people have VR headsets. People don't want to buy VR headsets unless there's a whole bunch of VR games. So that was last week's episode, and now for this week, uh, it's finally time to talk Halo Infinite. I wrapped up the campaign this weekend. I have a ton to fucking say about it. There was stuff about Halo Infinite that I really liked and stuff that I absolutely fucking despised about this campaign. So I'm going to let you know what i thought about it as always my reviews are spoiler free so i won't ruin anything for you i will tack a short spoiler cast on at the end but i'll warn you like 12 times before that happens we have tons of modern game reviews in our archives already i'll be throwing halo infinite on the pile tomorrow and on that note uh next week's expansion pass is going to be our second annual blankies our official game awards you can vote for your favorite games of the year and all that stuff right now at remember the quick and painless i won't ask you to sign up for anything it's super easy so uh again our patreon two bucks gets you instant access to all those podcasts two new ones every week plus you can join our discord which is at almost 400 members now the chance to vote in our patreon pool at the beginning of every month you can submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts you can dm with me and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name right here on remember the game like i'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to all of our newest patreons Phil, Hiya, Scott P, William Main, James Nuthall, C-Spin, Jordan Brown, Thomas Smith, Smartass Gaming, Natty Sin, Abracadaver, Foamy Urine, <laughs> Chris Pinchin, Bookerman102, Hibs Habs, Zach, Michael Matheson, Ian Keg, Juan Candelario, Carlos Ortega and Alexander Smoorzywski. Smorzy- Smorzy- I apologize particularly to Juan Carlos and Alexander because I'm sure I fucked up all your names. But a huge thank you to all of you. Welcome very much. Uh, Thank you. Well, fuck, I suck at this. A huge thank you to all of you. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries. I suck at this. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game if you want to show us some love and get access to a ton of stuff. And quickly, uh, before we move on, I just want to shout out my boy Todd. if One of the OGest hot dogs from the land down under. He's been with the show since like day one. I don't know if you're hearing this, dude. But if you are, best of luck to you and the missus on the new businesses. You're fucking killing it. So good luck. Uh, I have a PO box. If you're interested, you can find it uh, at rememberthegamepodcast.com, and you can check me out on Twitch. I try to get on there a couple of nights a week. Twitch.tv/slash member the game. So just look for member the not remember. Look for member the game over on Twitch if you want to come hang out while I play some video games. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons. Usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He
1: blows big time.
0: That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <sighs> Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Jake Carter, who wrote in on Patreon and said, just wanted to say thank you. Your podcast and Patreon content have really been helping me get through work and the slow beats of life. I just wanted to ask, why do you hate the Saturnian so much? I joined the Remember the Game bandwagon fairly recently, so I'd never heard the reasoning behind it. With all that said, I can't be more proud to be a part of the hot dog pack. Cheers. Well, thank you, Jake. Welcome to the team. We're happy to have you. Um, as far as why I hate the Saturnians, let's get it alright. Come gather around children. It's high time you learn about a hero named Adam and a devil named Saturn. It the truth be told, shout out to anyone that gets that reference, by the way. Um Truth be told, I don't like so if you're newer to the show, we have a running joke where fans of the Sega Saturn, uh I labeled them Saturnians. I don't even remember when. At some point, and I think it was because a very vocal minority of our community started piping up, being like, are you ever going to cover Sega Saturn games? And truth be told, not only have I never played a Sega Saturn, I've never physically seen a Sega Saturn in my life. I've never held the controller or anything like that. Um, I got love for the Sega Genesis, and I really do feel like the Sega Dreamcast got done dirty, and it should have had a better run. I really just don't give a shit about the Sega Saturn, and what started is people asking me if I was ever going to cover it, and I was like, I don't know, like I've never played it. It's like Turbo Graphics. I get asked about that sometimes. I've never played Turbo Graphics, Panasonic 3DO. I covered a little bit of like there's a few of those, you know, the the freak systems, the the the, the duds. Let's just call it spade a spade, the duds. I don't know if Turbo Graphics is necessarily a dud, but whatever, you know, the kind of the 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 B tier, the beta squad of the of the retro consoles. Uh, I never played a lot of them, so I don't really have anything to talk about. And so, originally, I just said, like, I don't think I'm ever going to cover a Sega Saturn game. I never really played them. And then the fucking masses came out. And people just started coming out of the woodworks and admitting to, like, their secret shames at their long-time... Sega Saturn people, or Saturnians as we call them around here, and they're like, I was always ashamed to admit it because I didn't know what my family, my friends would think, but now I can come out and admit that I grew up playing the Sega Saturn. And uh, now they just won't leave me alone, and that's why I've labeled them lice. They're the goddamn lice of the Remember the Game head, and they just, they won't fucking stop. They, and so now it's just become a point of like, it's just a matter of principle. I'll put Mark McHugh back in the goddamn Hall of Fame before I fucking play a review a Sega Saturn game on this podcast, I could promise you that right fucking now. And if you want to know why Mark McHugh's is not into the Hall of Fame, uh, go back in our. If you're newer to the show, go back in the archives and listen to the Mario is Missing episode, and that'll sum it up. So there you go, Jake. I hope that answered your question. Thank you for the support and the love, my friend. I lost my spot in my notes because I'm good. At, oh, there we go. Triforce Tony wrote in on Patreon and just said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two for the NES. If you've got a pick. Uh, without question, Ninja Turtles 1. And I know some people are going to be like, wah, 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 what, Ninja Turtles 2 is the arcade game. And it is it is the arcade game. And it looks better, but it gets old fast. I still, I will die on the hill that the original Ninja Turtles on the NES is a better game that people give a fucking credit for. And last year I took the time to finally learn how to beat it. And I have a full walkthrough of it over on YouTube. If you're interested, youtube.com slash rememberthegame. And you should be able to find my Ninja Turtles walkthrough over there if you're interested. But yeah, Ninja Turtles 1 without question. Uh, Trey Deep wrote in on Patreon and said, I just wanna vent, it's so fucking hard to get back into an rpg when you take time away from it there's so many that i've started and i just can't get back to them because each time i go back it's a pain to figure it all out again a few examples are legend of zelda breath of the wild octopath traveler persona 5 final fantasy games i've only ever beaten final fantasy 1 6 and 15 the rest are in limbo having a job family and general adult responsibilities means i have limited time at gaming so instead i end up playing the same old games again instead of wasting my hour just refamiliarizing first world problem i guess it but fuck it chaps my ass keep up the great work you know what trey deep i've been willing to bet dollars to donuts that a vast majority of the people listening to this podcast right now can relate to what you're saying i don't even think it has to be an rpg sure that happens a lot with rpgs but it could just be any open world game in general who hasn't at some point come back to a game that it dude especially like you could have 30 40 50 hours into a game and then for whatever reason you stop playing and you know You fucking know. You tell yourself, if I stop playing this for any serious length of time, I'm completely boned if I ever try to go back to it. But you do it anyway. And you think, no, no, I'll be able to figure it out. And then sure as shit, you come back and you're like, I have no idea what the next quest is, where the fuck I'm supposed to go. What kind of build was I working on for my characters? Why is this character dead all of a sudden? I, dude, everyone's fucking been there. Everyone has fucking been there, Trey Deep. I get it. A hundred percent. I can think of several games that this happened to me in myself. Skyrim, that's happened to me in two or three times. Uh, A big part of the reason I've never played Red Dead Redemption 2 isn't because I don't think it looks great because it fucking looks awesome, but because I know at some point that'll happen to me. It's happened to me in XCOM 2 like three fucking times. Octopath Traveler, that fucking happened to me in. Um, We can all fucking relate, man. You walk away from a big game like that and you're completely SOL when you come back so it is a first world problem but it is an ass chapper i fucking totally understand it my friend i like and the thing is is like i try to stick to one game at a time well i don't i try to stick to like one modern game one retro game and then one time sync game like a mlb the show or something like that but i i'm a weak person i have other games i want to play and then i yeah i fuck i get it i get it man i get it uh woo guy eight two eight six wrote in on Patreon and said, Hey Adam, hope all is well. This isn't a video game story, but it's about something else that holds a special place in your heart, and that is some good old pro wrestling. With it being Royal Rumble season and the forbidden door cracking open so Mickey James can be in the women's rumble, who would you want to be as a surprise entrant in the rumble this year? Whether it's possible, think impact, or impossible, think AEW. So uh, if you're not into pro wrestling, I promise I won't talk pro wrestling for an hour, but I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Uh, the WWE, the Royal Rumble in WWE is coming up later this month. Easily the coolest event of the year. They take 30 female wrestlers and 30 male wrestlers and they throw them into a giant match and they throw each other over the top rope and the last one standing wins. And every year there's a couple surprise entrants. Usually it's like retired wrestlers that come out of retirement to enter the Royal Rumble and stuff like that. But what Woo is talking about is the forbidden door is cracking open this year. WWE is bringing in uh, a woman's champion from another wrestling company who used to wrestle in WWE and Mickey James. By the way, Mickey James is fucking awesome to wrestle in the Royal Rumble. So, who do I want as a surprise entrant? Uh, I, I won't lie to you. Like, I don't really follow Impact. So, I, like, Mickey James would have been my pick for uh, a female wrestler. And then I'll say Zack Ryder. For a male wrestler from Impact. I think he's in Impact now. If he's not, I'm sorry. I don't follow Impact. But Zack Ryder or Matt, whatever his name is. I don't remember what his actual name is. But you know who I think I want as the impossible entry? Is Chris Jericho. And I don't think it's going to happen. But Jericho's got a long-term relationship with WWE. Imagine hearing Judas fucking hitting the speaker. Like his entrance song, hitting the speaker. And Jericho coming out to enter the Royal Rumble. Oh, I'd get hard. So that, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if I could pick one, that's who it would be. Thank you for writing in. Woo guy. David Barney wrote in and said, Hey, what up, man? So I'm thinking about getting, or I'm thinking of Game Pass more and more, and I was wondering if the Xbox Series S was a good choice. The Xbox Series X seems a bit pricey for just Game Pass, as well as being a bitch to find. Thanks for all your content, man peace well thank you for listening to all my content man peace um i can't speak to how the xbox series s plays personally because i don't i've never used one all i have is an xbox series x but i'm not gonna lie to you if you're like especially if you're newer to the xbox ecosystem if maybe you've been a playstation guy or a switch guy or a pc nerd or fucking whatever and you're like man maybe i like game pass game pass is a fucking smoking deal it's the best deal in gaming i always say that if you've been interested in checking it out, you know, when you get the Halos, you get the Gears of Wars, you get the Forzas and stuff like that. Uh, I think the Xbox Series S is a great choice. And then frankly, if you like it a lot and you're really digging it, like to me, the biggest, the, like the biggest problems with the Xbox Series S are number one, there's no disk drive, which if you're only interested in Game Pass, that doesn't matter number two less storage space which does matter if you're using game pass because you've got to download everything and modern games are getting really fucking big but you can't always expand your hard drive i actually have a usb hard drive attached to my series x and i just use it for like external storage and to keep old games on and stuff like that plus if you only play a couple of games at a time like i do then it's really not that big a deal to just download the game you plan on playing and that's it so if all you're interested in is Game Pass and you're interested in kind of trying out Xbox or Game Pass, I think the Xbox Series S is a great idea. I really do. I think it's a really cool idea for a console. I know members of our community have them and really like it. And then you can always upgrade to a Series X later if you're like, if you want more you could always look at upgrading and selling your series S or keeping it as a complimentary system or whatever. But, um, if you're interested in trying out game pass and trying out the Xbox ecosystem, not only do I think the series S is a good idea, I would probably suggest going that way to at least give it a shot. And then if you're really into it, look at upgrading later. So yes, I having never played one, I endorse the Xbox series S. I think it's a really good idea. Uh, and it was like the best-selling console, uh, like during Black Friday or something, like the thing is fucking selling like crazy. So, uh, Frosty Feet 492, as the, I guess as all the fucking next gen systems are, but uh, Frosty Feet 492 wrote in on Patreon and said, Hey Adam, we briefly touched on this during one of your streams, but I'd like to hear more of your thoughts on it. Uh, if you had to turn every video game open world or have no open world games moving forward, what would it be? My vote would be no games being open world. I love open world games as some of my favorite games of all time are in that style. But so many of these days just feel forced and the quality of video game is being sacrificed for more gameplay hours and content. Although gamers are catching on, I think developers know they'll sell more copies if they simply make the world bigger, add more side quests, etc. Uh, sorry, my email notification went off as I was reading that. And I was like, what the shit? Uh, well, this may be true, and can sometimes be done correctly. I think most open world games come with a lot of empty calories. I also think making every game linear would force the developers to make solid video games because they can't just toss 40 hours of meaningless filler in to attract an audience. I think this would also help create more good games because the amount of hours that go into creating the average open world game could be used to make two or three better smaller games. Sorry for the rant, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Thanks. So yeah, if you're again, I mentioned Twitch. Um... I stream over there a couple of days a week. And I also do three retro game streams a week exclusively for Patreon. So again, you can check that out at patreon.com. slash remember the game if you're interested. But we were talking about this. I brought it up. I was like, if you had a choice moving forward, either every video game is open world or there's no more open world games, what would you prefer? I actually ran a poll about it on social media and it went about 60-40, I think, in favor of no more open world games. But it was very split. And the thing is, is I agree with you, Frosty. I like a good open world game too. But the problem is that there's like... A lo- like you said there's a lot of empty calories in open world games and I don't know if anyone else is like this we were talking about walking away from an RPG and then getting stuck trying to find your way back I run into that with open world games sometimes Where like I start playing an open world game and I'm like this is awesome I'm gonna 100% this and get every collectible and find every little mission and then about halfway through it I'm like well okay I'm gonna get the campaign done then I'll come back at the end game and clean up the rest. And then finally, by the end of the campaign, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going back to clean up the rest of that. Like I, yeah. So if I had to choose, same thing. I would say I, no more open world games. And I'm not trying to get rid of open world games together. But if my only two choices are everything is open world or nothing is open world, um, I would say nothing is open world. I, for example, I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow on Expansion Pass with my Halo Infinite review. Uh, I thought Halo Infinite was a good game, but I think I prefer Halo when it's not an open world game. I think I prefer it as a linear game. By and large, I just prefer linear games. If you've watched any of my content... I've always been a big fan of the more linear style video games because I always worry about them. I get overwhelmed by open world games and I'm like, am I going to miss something? Am I going the wrong way? Am I about to trigger like a cutscene where I can't go back, which is the fucking worst in RPGs. You accidentally go the wrong way and it triggers like the next part of the story and then you lose out on the ability to go back somewhere. Ah, I hate that. And that happens in linear games too, I suppose. But um, yeah, so if I had to choose, I would go with uh, linear games and no more open worlds. Because like you said, it's just... Really, like, I think that too many people associate value with game length, and that's not the way to go. And I'm, like, I've said it countless times. Give me a 10-hour game that's just fucking Mwah, over a fucking 80-hour schlog where all I'm doing is going from map to map to map, fucking looking for pigeons or whatever the fuck the collectibles in your fucking games are. I, I much prefer uh quality over quantity. You know, give me a fucking nice, tight eight ounce fucking filet mignon over a goddamn 70 ounce piece of fucking shit cheap two dollar steak you know so yeah that's 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 that said like i'm excited about the idea of sonic being open world I, I'm, a, I'm pro open world just fucking do it properly that's all and and i'm not saying sonic's gonna do it properly that is a very we'll see how this fucking goes proposition this upcoming sonic open world game but anyway there you go i could go about this forever but there you go finally Before we move on from blowing in the cartridge, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Nintendo wrote it on Patreon and said, this will most definitely get me put on double-seeker probation but I can't be upset with scalpers. With rising prices in the retro game industry, what the fuck are you supposed to do? There's no such thing as finding a solid lot on Marketplace, Craigslist, etc. anymore. Everyone not only knows what they have, but they charge absurd amounts. I'm looking at you, retro game stores. It's become such a lucrative industry, and I don't see it ending with the PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. We live in a free country which embraces capitalism. I can't knock anyone's hustle, especially if someone on the other end is willing to pay for it. Scamming people is shady, but charging a premium for a limited supply of a product is not the worst thing. Like everything, supply will catch up with demand and everyone will eventually get their consoles. So you kind of went in two different directions there, Nintendo, because you brought up retro games and stuff, but then you also brought up the next-gen consoles. So I'll start with retro games. I have a much smaller issue With the price of retro games. Do I think it's fucking ridiculous sometimes? Yes. And do I think it's stupid when you go into a retro game store. And they've got a $50 price tag on a copy of Super Mario Brothers 3. Fucking of course I do. But when it's like a discontinued game. It is kind of a. You can charge whatever you want. Nobody has to buy it. If if, listen. Earthbound goes for hundreds of dollars. If nobody was fucking buying copies of Earthbound. It wouldn't be selling for hundreds of dollars. There's a reason for that. So I have less of a problem with that. When I point out stuff like the other day on Instagram, I posted a, a, a local marketplace ad where somebody was selling a Super Nintendo with a controller and a copy of Donkey Kong Country and it was like 300 bucks. And I was like laughing at it. We were all laughing at them. That's not so much that I'm angry as I'm just like, yeah, okay, good luck with that. Like you can sell shit for whatever you want. You can fucking, I'm holding my coffee cup right now with half a cup of cold black coffee on it and some slobber down the side. Listen. I can put that on Kijiji right now. Oh, it's good coffee. I can put that on Kijiji right now for 200 bucks. doesn't mean anyone's going to buy it. But I, I, so when it's a discontinued retro product, I have less of a problem with that. Cause I'm like, you can fucking, it's yours, sell it for whatever the fuck you want. My problem is with the next gen consoles. And it's the same thing with tickets to sporting events and stuff like this. I've always had a problem with this and I always will. I understand that we live in a society that embraces capitalism. I can understand that. It's gotten really bad with the next gen consoles in particular because they're only available online and these fucking these these nerds and these fucking resellers are developing literal programs to go online and the second Walmart or Best Buy or whomever lists PS5 for sales, their fucking automated programs buy up all of them, and then nobody else has a chance to buy one. That's that's what really fucking dro- like that shit grinds my gears and I don't like it when you're available at brick and mortar stores and people line up days in advance to go in and buy the next gen console and then they turn around and put it on Kijiji or Facebook marketplace or whatever for double the price I don't like that either but To a very limited extent of credit, they waited outside, they lined up just like you or I could have, and not everybody can just line up because people have day jobs and stuff like that. I understand all that. Where I really get my fucking panties in a knot when it comes to this is when people are using these fucking programs to buy up every piece of available inventory, and then they turn around and sell it. That's the shit that drives me fucking crazy, and you'll never stop it. You'll never, the only way it'll ever stop is if people just stop buying them from them, which will never happen because people want these consoles. And I agree with you. The supply will catch up with demand and eventually everyone's going to get their systems. But if you're going to be a reseller and you're going to do that kind of stuff, do it the old fashioned way and fucking go out there and line up for two days and sit in the cold and in the rain and buy your system. And they can't this time. I'm not, I'm not, I understand that. But that's, that's where I really get bent out of shape is like fucking some program in the fucking city of Great Britain some fucking nerd in a warehouse designs this fucking CPU program to go online and buy 58 fucking PS5s the second that they're put on sale by Amazon. Then they turn around and put them on Facebook Marketplace. I can't be convinced that that's... Le- no, I no. I can't be convinced to support those people. That's where I've got a problem with the resellers. It's stuff like that. I don't think that's hustle. I think that's just being a shitty person. So... it's it's, and you know what pre this era where everyone was buying up all these systems with automated programs and stuff like that i had a problem with people that bought them physically and sold them and i still don't like it but i have less of a problem with it now i to me if you do that if you line up buy one xbox or one playstation 5 or whatever and then turn around and sell it online you're a seven out of ten piece of shit but if you find people that sell their old games online for tons of dollars You're not even a piece of shit. You're just kind of insane. But whatever, you know. Uh, But these people that are using these programs to buy them all up, 10 out of 10 pieces of shit. I can't be convinced that that's... I'll never support it. I can't be convinced to support them. And I'm pretty open-minded. I listen to a lot of arguments. But I can't come aboard with that. So... There you go. That's how I feel about it anyway. Thank you for all your submissions. We had almost 40 people blowing in the cartridge this week. I see a lot of new names. I can't read all of your comments on the show this week, but I read them all personally. You're always welcome to DM me on Patreon if you want to ask me your question directly and uh, keep submitting it. And I try to sneak in six, seven, eight of them a week here on the podcast. So thank you to all the submissions. Also, quickly, happy birthday, Silver Grunion, you trolling sack of shit. Let's get into our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. There's your voice crack. Classic Concentration. Uh, The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Last week, we covered three Capcom NES games because we were talking Meg Man on the show. So I figured because we're talking Super Ghouls and Ghosts this time around, we'll do... Three super nintendo capcom games instead we're going with x-men mutant apocalypse demon's crest and final fight 2 now admittedly i have not played any of these so i'm not going to be yelling at anyone this week as long as you play one remake one and erase one there's no wrong answer but the winner according to the polls according to our patreons is to play demon's crest remake x-men and erase final fight 30 percent of you said that but Play Final Fight, Remake X-Men, and Erase Demon's Crest was right behind it at 27%. So like two-thirds of you seem to want to remake X-Men and then either play or remake, or pardon me, play or erase Final Fight and Demon's Crest. So let's see what a few of you had to say here because some of you showed your work. Michael Mathis. Wrote in on Patreon and said, play X-Men. It is a fun side-scrolling beat-em-up with a good look. Remake Demon's Crest. This game is a hidden gem on the Super Nintendo. Everyone should check it out. With that said, seeing it as a modern-day remake with AAA graphics and updated sound would be amazing. And erase Final Fight. It pains me to erase this game since I love it, but it offers the least amount of gameplay and variety out of the three. Sound logic. Outside of the fact that you're playing X-Men when it seems like everybody wants to remake X-Men. So fair enough. I can get on board with that. Makeshift money wrote in and said, "Play Final Fight. It's my favorite em up series of all time, and it's a shame that it's gone dormant. Remake X Men with literally the only thing changed is Adam doing the voice of Gambit with his Moneybags voice, and then erase Demon's Crest because hard games are too hard." So I read this comment because I like the idea of hard games are too hard. I can respect that. Get good. Use save states, etc. And if you don't know what the Moneybags voice is, listen to our Spyro 2 episode. Uh, I came up with this terrible voice for money bags. I would, dude, I would do the voice of Gambit for free. The, for, for, for for free. If they called me, were like, hey, Adam Blank, we hear you do a great shitty voice and we need it for Gambit in our Xbox game. I'd be all like, oh, hello, my name is Gambit. Nah, you know, to fight with the X-Men, y'all. I'd fucking be on that, like, fucking, like a thing. I don't, I can't, I'm blanking. Ah, uh, that was such a good rant. And then I blanked on a comparison to say like fucking syrup on pancakes, whatever. Anyways, C-Spin wrote in on Patreon and said, Play X-Men as is because I have good memories of playing that one, tearing shit up with Wolverine. Remake Demons Crest because I think current technology would do the creature remakes justice. I'd like to see some of the baddies with awesome graphics. And I would erase Final Fight 2. I could play the third one because it's basically the same game and that calls into effect the whole butterfly or that calls into question the whole butterfly effect of if you erase Final Fight 2 is there a Final Fight 3 and I get asked that kind of question all the time and the truth be told there's no answer it's all subjective it's all just make believe I don't care fucking make up the rules yourself Uh, one. Wrote in and said, uh, "This is my first time doing play one, remake one, and erase one. So let's see how it goes. i never played Demon's Crest before. I just looked it up on YouTube to see gameplay for it, and I actually really like to play it now. I'd remake X Men because I had such a great time playing this game with my older brother, and we're huge X Men fans. That game holds a special place in my heart, and a remake would be awesome. So that leads me to erase final fight. I gotta be honest, I've never played it before." And I'm not familiar with it. Now, normally I come down on people for erasing the one game that they don't know. But you said there were two that you didn't know. So you played one, you erased one, and you kept the one you love. I can. Fair enough, Shawsome. You pass. I won't yell at you. You pass. Laces out, Dan. Wrote in and say, Adam, first time doing one of these. I'd play Demon's Crest. I never actually played this game before and I'm always down to play a game that I've never tried. It's good logic. Plus, it looks like a really fun game to play. I've been a huge fan of Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which as you found out in the Let's Play can be an absolute bitch, but very rewarding. By the way, I knew you were going to lose on the Gargoyle part, the most frustrating part of that game, other than having to do it over again in a harder difficulty after you beat it, which we'll get into in a minute. Fuck that Gargoyle so hard, though. Remake Final Fantasy 2, or pardon me, Final Fight 2. Remake Final Fight 2. I absolutely love and I'm terrible at side-scrolling beat-em-ups. This game had such a good look and I didn't find it terribly difficult to play. The characters are over the top and that's always a plus for me. That's wild, man. No, no one is fucking, hardly anyone's remaking Final Fight. I like that. And that leaves a racing X-Men. Mutant Apocalypse, that's a bold take. Only a couple of you wrote into a race X-Men. Uh, you know how nostalgia more often than not is seen through rose tinted glasses? Well, that should be the disclaimer for this game. I just recently replayed it since I had such fond memories of playing it with my brother when we were children. This game is a turd. I think what I actually remember was playing the best X-Men game of all time, which was a six player arcade game, still one of the best arcade games ever, that I genuinely thought this was the same as the Genesis game. I was lucky enough to have both systems growing up, and they are drastically different. So, wow. Dude, not a lot of people wrote into a race X-Men. So, you got read just out of respect because it's a fucking... It's like anytime I put a Zelda in here, anyone that writes in a racing Zelda, everyone fucking yells at them. And you're not the only one getting yelled at this week. And I'm not yelling at you. It's the hot dogs yelling at their car stereos and shit right now. Frozen Interior wrote in. Instead, this one shook out very easily for me. Play Final Fight. Game was great and a ton of fun when I played it as a kid. Remake Demon's Crest. No disrespect to it, but what the fuck is this game? I've never seen it, but after looking up pictures, a modern remake could be kind of sick. Erase X-Men. Never seen this game, and it looks odd. I've also never been a fan of the X-Men in general. So... Alright, so there's a couple people racing X-Men. By and large, people seem to want to remake it. I actually have never been the world's biggest X-Men fan either. And the, for my money, the best X-Men games are the X-Men Legends games. Shout out to... Oh, especially X-Men Legends 2. Shout out to X-Men Legends 2. That is a great... Fuck, I love that fucking game. Uh, but I'm going to go with the majority this week. Uh, 30% of you as did a sharp J who wrote in and said I never played Demon's Crest so no time like the present I'll remake X-Men only for the simple fact that Final Fight had its chance and blew it with the first game by committing an evil sin by making it single player Nobody cared by the time that Final Fight 2 came out in the streets of Rage franchise was the undisputed champion of beat-em-ups by that point So I'll erase Final Fight 2 uh, I agree with you, not entirely based on the logic, but it's the same thing that I would do, everybody. I would play Demon's Crest because I fucking adore Super Ghouls and Ghosts and I want more of it. So I'll play Demon's Crest to try to get another fix. I'm going to remake X-Men just because I got to remake something. Why not clean up the X-Men, you know? I just imagine like Avengers, the new Marvel's Avengers games, but imagine it good. And that would be my X-Men remake. Uh, or I would just make X-Men Legends 3. And then I'm going to erase Final Fight because beat-em-ups are beat-em-ups. I don't love beat-em-ups. And I cannot imagine that Final Fight 2 is better than either Streets of Rage 2 or Turtles in Time. I, having never played it, I'm going to go in blind and just say that it can't be better than those two. So I'll erase Final Fight. Uh, Thank you to everyone that wrote in. I love Play 1, Remake 1, Erase 1. Thank you to everyone that wrote in. What have I been playing over the last week? And then we'll get into talking Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, I actually finished two video games on Sunday. And a book. It was incredible. It was one of the most productive days of my fucking life. I finished the Halo Infinite campaign, which again, we're going to get into more on Expansion Pass tomorrow. And I also finished Shadow of the Colossus for the PS2 in preparation for an upcoming episode of Remember the Game. I've now played Shadow of the Colossus on both PS4 and PS2 in the last year. And I'm going to save most of my thoughts for that episode as well. But I think it's a really good game that controls keep it from being uh, straight up masterpiece, but I still really like shadow of the Colossus. Uh, so this week I'm going to be firing up far cry six and I'm going to be firing up resident evil code, Veronica X far cry six. Cause I really want to play it. Code Veronica X partially because I want to play it and partially because it's going to be an upcoming episode of remember the game. And I'm still playing some Mario tennis on my Nintendo 64 online on my switch. Really digging that game. It's I really am high on that game. We're going to review that one, uh, later this year on remember the game as well. That's what I've been playing. Let's talk Super Ghouls and Ghosts. That's why you're here. I like to give some of you a chance to sound off on the game before I get into my uh, conversation with my guest. Scott Graham wrote in on Patreon and said, This game is ridiculously hard, but the soundtrack lives in my head rent-free. My relationship with this game is complicated. I completely understand that, Scott, because I love this game, even though it just mercilessly beats the fuck out of me every time I play it. Uh, Jerry Robinson wrote in and said this game was annoying to me as a kid, but very much fun to me as an adult as a kid I'd be throwing my weapons at the endless zombies that kept popping up never progressing as an adult I said fuck it and after a bunch of tries I beat this game in about two hours Uh, yeah, I I when I first started playing it I was like this is fucking ridiculous, but I became obsessed with getting good at this game and it it's it's Tough but fair. You're going to hear that a lot on this episode, guys. Super Ghouls and Ghosts is tough but almost fair. That fucking gargoyle. Them gargoyles aren't fair. Fuck you. But most of it's fair. Uh, Stuber Garrick wrote in on Patreon and said, I don't remember playing or owning Super Ghouls and Ghosts. By the time the Super Nintendo had uh, had this game, I'd already been scarred by the difficulty. My first intro was on the ZX Spectrum. Try playing it with just one color on screen and a keyboard. Then let's talk about how hard or easy the Super Nintendo version is. Now you're just a freak. Stu, if you're fucking putting up the view, don't you fucking come in here being like, you want to play hard. Try playing it with one color and a keyboard with a fucking B button that doesn't work. That's fucking on you. All right? It's hard enough as it is. Why on earth would you hate? Holy cow, you're sick. You're sick. Sick, sick, sick. TK Tonky Kong wrote in and said, this game is solid and super fun, but I got to be honest and say, when the second playthrough started, I said, fuck that and never went back. I think the second playthrough is bullshit as well, but I'll get into that in a minute. Punk Rock Geek wrote in, I said, I used to hate that game and I considered it cheap and boring and boring, broken part of me, but I grinded through it. And as a result, it became one of my favorite Super Nintendo games an excruciatingly hard, but fair gameplay with great music and great graphics for the time. However, fuck that second playthrough. It's nothing but a lousy attempt at padding. Agreed. Although the fucking bracelet is what ruins the second playthrough, which you're going to hear in a second. And finally, Smasher wrote in and said, pretty sure I got this game because my dad played the original back in his arcade days. This was a game I could never finish for the true ending, and I don't regret it one bit. The flesh level was always the make or break of my runs. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that have never beaten this game legitimately, and I don't regret I can't, and I don't regret it either. I still fucking love this game, and I'm going to tell you all about it right now. Let's do this thing. I'm going to queue up some Super Ghouls and Ghosts tunes. And when they stop, my buddy Tyler and I are going to look back at Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo on November 28th, 1991. And we're going to talk the arcade version of Ghouls and Ghosts as well. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me. When you're not strong, I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash RememberTheGame. All right. Oh Jesus. Are you serious? My voice cracked in the all right. Like my voice cracks every episode, but I didn't get through the all right. Okay. I'm not erasing that. We're keeping that in. Fuck this. All right. There's your voice crack for this episode. I got it out of the way. The first 10 fucking seconds, uh, joining me via the blank phone this week, returning for the first time in 2022, but far from his first time on the podcast is my good man, Tyler. How's it? How's it going, buddy? Happy new year. How's things?
1: Happy New Year. Uh, things are, you know, apocalyptic, but uh, I'm keeping a positive attitude.
0: <laughs> is it? You know what? You know what? Here's your fucking segue. Life is no harder than fucking super ghouls and ghosts. It's <laughs> I, like, is what's harder? What's harder? What was harder? The last two years of humanity or super ghouls and ghosts? I would like to know what just is what overall is more difficult because Tyler, I played this game for the first time this year and i or last year i guess and i i fell in love with it i love it but this is one of the most unforgiving difficult motherfucking video games i've ever played in my entire fucking life dude jesus christ
1: fuck yeah it's it's up there it's top three i'd say
0: what would you say? All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. So if you need a minute to think about it, then just let me know. If I put a gun to your head and said, Tyler, what are the three hardest video games you've ever played in your life? What
1: would you say? I'm just curious. Uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one. Yeah. Because I, I never beat that water level. Even yeah. as an adult, I've gone back and played it and <laughs> talked to you about it. and Fuck that game, Fuck that level. I, uh, I gave up. I surrendered. It, I think um, that game
0: would be on a lot of people's lists. That game's pretty fucking heartless.
1: Yeah, and then like next would be there's some indie games that are really tough, like uh, uh, The Minding of Isaac and stuff like that, yeah. or The Dead Souls, Dark Souls, and all those, those uh, games. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I played Dark Souls once and was like, all right, controller down. I'm Dude, done. <laughs> I'm so dead.
0: like, I, I promise I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole because everyone's heard this, but like, I've had so many people because I love really difficult video games, and so many people have been telling me to play the Dark Souls games, but like, I don't get it. They're so slow and hard and not fun. Like I just get pissed off when I fucking play those goddamn yeah. games. So pissed then I off. won't
1: suggest uh, Escape from Tarkov as well because that's the other super hard game, and that's the one I play. That oh, okay. is like relentless. What is but, it? Uh, Escape, from, Escape Tarkov? from Tarkov. Escape yeah, from Tarkov. Yeah, it's a PC game. It's blowing up right now.
0: Oh, okay, oh, you're what? I forgot you're one of those dude. This is. I want all of you listening to this to know just how much I like Tyler. Because he's one of those fucking (laughs) PC master racers. And I'm still like, I still like you. Come on the show. It's okay.
1: I I have a Switch. I have a Switch. Yeah, you have one. Yeah. I, dude, I don't know. I play, I like, I like Switch games. I played Xbox games. I played PS. It's just there's some games you can only get on PC. When Uh, Starcraft 2 came out, I had to get a PC. Fucking
0: nerds. Fuck me. And I'm the guy (laughs) that's sitting here in his Ninja Turtle socks talking fucking video games. (laughs) for money uh. and i still have like you fucking nerds. try to think of what my dis so off the top of my head if i had to rank my three most difficult games that i've played outside of like some shitty nes games like fucking master blaster and like shit like that like if i'm just talking like tough but fair video games
1: i'd yeah, probably yeah, go yeah. with
0: cuphead would be up there have you played cuphead
1: yeah cuphead is is legit
0: it's awesome but it is fucking vicious Uh, Celeste. Oh, Celeste.
1: I haven't played that one.
0: Uh, Oh, it's so good. Hardest platformer I've ever played, but it's so good. Uh, and then Super Ghouls and Ghosts, I think, might make that cut. And of those three, Super Ghouls and Ghosts is the one I I can't beat it. I can't beat (laughs) this fucking. And it like it's just it fucking. I streamed it one night, and I played for almost four hours. And you have to beat the game twice, and I got to this end of the second run, and I just I was there for two hours. And I was like, I can't, I I hate it. I hate that I have to admit it, but I've like this game, I'm this game's bitch. I can't beat this fucking video game. Um but despite that
1: So go ahead. So for side scrollers, super ghouls and ghosts, then Contra, then Mega Man, then Super Mario, or uh
0: if I was ranking them by difficulty yeah oh uh oh super ghouls and ghosts for sure and then yeah i'd probably
1: go contra mega man mario
0: yeah i'd probably i I mean it it might depend on what mega man
1: i would flip contra and super ghouls and ghosts because i've not beaten the some of the original contra games but
0: it's just funny that you bring that up because like we literally recorded an episode about contra today and i'm like (laughs) i was flexing on that podcast about how i can beat both of those games like Contra and Super <laughs> C. I'm like, I, I could beat those games, but this game.
1: Sup- super C was the Super Nintendo one, right? No, that was Contra 3 was on. Super okay. Nintendo. I'm su- super uh, Contra 3 is when I started beating the Contras. The first two on uh, NES, I could not.
0: Yeah, they're beat. vicious. But the thing is, is like, but you know what? And like, that's a great, so that's a great way to get into this. Cause like the thing about the Contra games is like, I know they're hard as fuck, but they're, they're fair. And that's yeah. one thing that I'll always give them is I'm like, they're tough. But they're fair, and that's what that's what hooked me about. Because I'm gonna ask you about your experience with this with this franchise. But like, I just wanted to say, like, I had never played Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and then I actually decided to, it, it. Um, I think it won my Let's Play poll, like like a year ago, and I started playing it for a Let's Play. I'd never played it before, and admittedly, dude, I kind of just chalked Super Ghouls and Ghosts up to just being like, you know, like. One of those dime a dozen games that were on the NES and the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, like in the value bin, they were just puked out. That's kind of what I thought this game was. And then when I sat down and started playing it, I was like, "This game is is is
1: insanely difficult."
0: But it's I don't I it's fair. Am I like am I wrong in that? Like I've I never. No, no,
1: it's it's super fair. It's a great game. Like there, there are other games that like use the template, uh, you know, like. This, this, te- the template for this game, I feel like was used in like the Peter Pan game Hook. And there's a bunch of other ones, but like this, I feel like had its own original thing, was super fair. Um,
0: I have one, and- I have one asterisk on that super fair, but we'll get into that when we get into stuff that we don't like. Cause there's one part, <laughs> one enemy. And any of you that watched my fucking playthroughs or my streams, you know exactly what motherfucker I'm talking about. One that's not what there. level was it on? Oh, he's in a few. The- it's the oh, okay. motherfucking gar- oh, it's those fucking flying gargoyle things. And they just fly oh, okay. around in random random patterns and I just go, oh, I hate them. I hate them so much. The venom. It's not it's past. None of you have even seen this. You know, Tyler, you're a smart guy. You know how like the universe, we only know up to a certain extent of how far the universe goes. We know it keeps going, yeah. but we can only see so far. Imagine that Angry Atom is the tip of the universe that we can see. Those gargoyles are something past it. There's not even a way <laughs> to describe the anger I feel when I talk about those motherfucking orange gargoyles. There's nothing in this game that infuriates me as much as those gargoyles. I hate them so fucking much. And I, I I didn't want to say it until later, but I oh I fuck I hate them.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I think they were just called gargoyle, like the gargoyle statue. That yeah, flies, right? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, so I don't think they're fair. I think that they're cheap pieces of shit, and I hate them. But everything else, see, I think is fair.
1: See, and the creature I had trouble with was on the deep chill, the like frozen goblin, I guess. That I don't know. That was, that was the one I. Hated. Oh, like I the big fat
0: many. the big fat guy that like. Yeah. Spits it, spits like, snow at you or whatever yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah,
0: I don't like them either but the thing about them is like at least like I can hit them like that's where I run into problems with those fucking gargoyles is unless you've got the crossbow we'll get into the weapons in a bit later but unless I've got a crossbow I'm like I can't hit these motherfuckers like they're just they get so high up at least those fat like if those fat guys get a hold of you they fucking wreck you but at least I can fucking see them coming type thing um so anyway, I wanted to ask you cuz like that's how I got started with Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Was just playing it for the podcast after everyone told me to. And I think people voted for it expecting me to hate it and get pissed off. And instead, I was like if I redid my list of top 20 Super Nintendo games, uh, it would be on there somewhere. Like I I adore this fucking game. So when you and I got talking about covering it, I wanted to ask you like you played arcade Ghouls and Ghosts? Like where like I'll yeah. shut up. Tell me where you played this
1: so i used to swim competitively and uh at some of the swim meets uh, there was one in calgary that at the swimming pool they had like an arcade so they had like super dodgeball uh super ghouls and ghosts um trying to think they had like it was like 10 games all back to back and okay. there were some of the like best nintendo games like street fighter 2 turbo um or the arcade one it wouldn't have been turbo i, don't, I can't remember what it was but it was a street fighter 2 uh, adaptation and my buddy Lee Trombley and I would go and just like jam out, miss our race, be disqualified, and be at the arcade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, I miss, I miss our. I miss going to arcades or like just like, I don't know about you, but like to this day, if I walk into like a a, a mall or a store or something and I see like an old school arcade cabinet, like a Pac Man or something, like I get that oh, like a good time. I get that little tingle where I'm like, like Shaylee, will see it. and She be like fuck, go ahead, and I'll be like, I need, I need a quarter. Like I gotta go play, you know. So. Yeah. So you played this? you played like these games on fucking like I think they'd be even harder on a fucking cabinet with like the joystick and the big buttons.
1: And you but can't you, but you, you have, have the, nothing you to throw. You have a support network. You have a support <laughs> You have a support <laughs> network. Your buddies are watching, cheering you on. I taking guess. turns, You're figuring the game out as a group, a collective. I guess that's true.
0: And yeah, that's true. And you know what's wild about these games is that like they like I don't want to. I don't want to go as far as to call them like puzzle games because they aren't puzzle games. Like it's obvious what you have to do. It's just a matter of doing it. But like, in a small way, they are because you have to. Like when I like I I became like, dude. I, I and I'm being honest. I don't remember the last time I got as obsessed with a video game as I did with this for a little while. Like I couldn't stop playing it because I was like I knew like, fuck. I knew every enemy of every level. Like I was cakewalking through the first five six levels of the game because I knew them so well. Uh, because the one, like one of the things about them, as much as those fucking gargoyles are cheap pieces of shit, is that nothing changes. Like the enemies stay the same every time. It's not random other than like shit, like the, the fucking zombies that come out of the ground in the first level and stuff like those are kind of random, but, uh, like by and large, it's not like you, if you, if you practice, you can memorize the patterns and figure out a strategy to get through each level type thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, uh, like the, when the ground falls away or like sinks away, and you have to be on those pillars, and stuff like that. But you figure it out as you're going, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, like I, like we went as far
0: as when I was playing it. Like I was like, is this, this is almost like like fucking retro Dark Souls. Like this is yeah, almost like a two D Dark a, Souls game. That's a
1: game. really good, really good comparison. Yeah, and
0: it like again, like it makes me want to play those fucking Dark Souls games, but I know they're just gonna make me so
1: fucking angry. Uh, You should, you should, you should stream them.
0: That's what people tell me. And I'm like, dude, every time I get, every time that I get off a stream where I got really pissed off, I feel like a piece of shit. Like I turn it off and I'm like, dude, everyone is just like, that guy's a fucking psycho. And like, listen to this guy. What a fucking idiot. But I'm like, I can't, it's all honest. Is it on? Like anyone listening to this that says they've never raged in a video game. You're fucking full of shit. You maybe you've never done it on a stream. But everyone that games has raged at the fucking video games at some point. Everybody, I
1: don't fucking care what you say.
0: Fuck you, my and- buddy,
1: my buddy Kyle that I play vids with. He uh, he would say, "You're just passionate." Dude. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be losing my shit. i be like, "All right, Kyle, I gotta go. I just broke my controller." Be like, "That's the passion I
0: love, yeah. <laughs> dude." It's like, and it's funny. Like multiple years, I've made a New Year's like a resolution to be like, "I'm gonna cube. I'm gonna I'm gonna curb my game rage. I'm gonna get it under control." And like what what's today today is January seventh? Dude, literally an hour ago, seven days in like an hour ago and i've raged multiple times already this year but literally an hour ago i was playing halo infinite and i'm getting close to the end of it and i was raging because i couldn't get past this part and then you text me and you're like i'm almost ready to go half of me was like good because i got to get away from this fucking game and the other half of me was like fuck off tyler i'm gonna beat this fucking part of this game but but i did it so but i hate it but uh i'm glad i didn't play this as a kid uh, because i think that i like I feel like this is one of those games that would have got my Nintendo taken away if I had played it as a that's, kid because I would have gotten so angry at it. Yeah, um, that's fair. Like, did you guys, like, were you raging at the arcade or were you guys, like, like just laughing
1: about it? I just, like, La- laughing about it. It was more, if you raged at the arcade, people would make fun of you. There's too many, too many, uh, yeah, you know, not, not bullies, but you know what I mean? Oh, no, too they're... many peers who weren't. Yeah, too many peers who weren't into video games, so if you were having sure. a tantrum, that was done. Yeah. Your social circle was limited now.
0: <laughs> Do you mean bullies bullies don't hang out at the arcade at the pool? That's not where uh... the, that's not where the cool kids went. Was the arcade at the fucking pool?
1: Yeah, maybe I don't, know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Adam, know would you consider me cool? Because then uh, I'm gonna take that title as the cool kid hanging at the pool. Arcade. I don't. Th- no, I don't think you're cool. <laughs> I think you, I think
0: you might be. You know what? I'll give you this. You might be the coolest of all of like the regular guests here on the show. Ooh. Now, now I'm taking the title, I demand a trophy. <laughs> the trophy. The bar is fucking low, sir. <laughs> yeah, the bar, yeah. it's a one it's a one man race. We're a bunch of yeah. fucking losers. Um. Okay, so, like, I wanted to talk, so, like, if you've never played these games, like, first of all, uh, I can't speak to all of them because I only know the Super Nintendo one. Um, Surprisingly good looking. Like, I I really, right? Like, I was playing it and I was like, this is, like, considering that it's, like, when you fire up that first level and you're, like, standing there and it's, like, the black, like, the dark background and you're in like a graveyard or fucking whatever it is uh they find a way to like mix in like fire bad guys and fucking weird backgrounds and different co- like i was i was actually shocked that for like a a, a quote-unquote zombie like scary style game like it's very colorful like it almost looks like a like a dark saturday morning cartoon if that makes sense yeah
1: yeah um, for sure So um, was, and you know like uh yeah, similar to like the uh, the Super Nintendo Mega Man's, like they hold up, they look great. Yeah, it's, it looks awesome. Yeah, or like uh, Super Mario, right? Like yeah. it, it it does hold up, it looks great, and it's just you know they had the right system, the right amount of graphic power, and they didn't try to overdo it. You know they kept it contained to what they could do that looked great. Yes, right?
0: that's a great point because uh, fucking we uh, like I already said we were talking Contra earlier today, and I was talking about how I I actually don't like Contra Three on the super nintendo which i know a lot of people adore that game uh i don't like it because i feel like it's too busy like there's too much going on compared to the original contras and i have a harder time keeping track of everything that's happening but i never even thought of wording it that way that's a great fucking way to put it like it's a bright and colorful game without getting it's 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 not it's not a busy screen most of the time in fact it's like, I mean, I would argue that maybe the fire level is, like, the brightest level, like, the most colorful of the bunch. But, like, none of them are super busy, but they don't look boring and bland either. You know how some games there's no background and they almost look a little too primitive type thing? Yeah, Like, yeah. like this one doesn't do it. Like, I, you're right. Like, they just walk a line between having enough in there without filling the screen with too much uh, unnecessary garbage. But part of that might be, like, I don't know how it's like on the arcade cabinet. It's probably better uh i ran into a lot of slowdown issues at time at times where it would chug and i'm like dude if there was more on the screen this game might have fucking froze <laughs> like all together
1: yeah i don't recall ever but that's you know probably 1993 94 that i was playing it yeah so yeah and i don't, I don't think arcade,
0: arcade cabinets didn't seem to have as much freeze as fucking nintendo games did um, no i don't think so so like I I like that I like the way it looks. By and oh dude, there's uh there's the one level where you're like running uh like around the tower, like as you're running forward, you're like it's like you're climbing this tower. The towers are spinning or whatever, uh, and it's a really yeah. cool little effect because you really do feel like the tower is spinning while you're running on it, despite the fact again that it's a very primitive looking video game. Uh, yeah,
1: the, there's a couple old uh, SNES games that would do that, and I can't remember. I can't remember what they are. I remember seeing that effect a few times, but it does look awesome.
0: Yeah, like Super that's, Castlevania uh, Four did it a little bit, but the they would spin yeah, in a different Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um I wanna say it was that that's like stage six or seven, right? Like the hallway of the ghouls or the castle. Yeah, the, like one of the, the second last or third last stage, right?
0: I don't I don't remember now. They all kind of blend yeah. together. They just kinda become like it kinda just becomes like a blur of like not dying. <laughs> yeah, just just after the, I
1: just remember that after the deep chill because I freaking hated that level. The like icy level with the stupid you yeti know, ghouls.
0: You know what I hate about that level is having a, is the fact that you have to climb so much of it. Because like, yeah. dude, he he like I don't know why Capcom feels the need to fucking do this. But like, we were talking Mega Man the other day on stream and we were talking about how Mega Man falls, like his boots are just full of fucking like solid rocks and concrete. Like he falls so fast. And like same thing with this if you walk off any kind of ledge at all he like I I don't remember the name of the main character in these fucking games I don't know if he has a name does he Arthur Arthur right Arthur, Arthur walks yeah. off and a then ledge and the the
1: princess is Princess Prinprin Princess Prinprin I like that name
0: <laughs> Like when Arthur walks off of a ledge he uh, you can't steer him like he just falls straight fucking down super fast and that was my beef with shit like that ice level is you'd be trying to like dodge and move around and if you accidentally walk too far one way or the other, uh, you'd fucking fall and you'd be done. And it would, Oh, God, it would fucking infuriate me to no fucking end. But I never, yeah, you again, almost not have cheap, to move perfectly.
1: Just, yeah, you did. But that's what I love. Um, that's that's what I and love. And you do have the double jump with him, but it's, you know, like oh, you said, he falls fast. Dude,
0: and you know, that's I forgot about that. And I only played this like three months ago. That's a great fucking point. When I started playing this... I was like the jumping mechanic in this game is fucked because you hit jump and he fucking does this weird, like you can't change directions mid jump or pull back. Like once he jumps, he fucking jumps and it's the same jump every time. And it took me so long to wrap my head around using the double jump, like using it like as a, do your first jump partially to get yourself where you want to be jumping from and then make your jump with your second jump. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's
1: tough. No, I it does. It's tough. And it, the fact that you can't switch directions, because, you know, as a modern gamer, you get used to certain mechanics, and when you go back and play something like this, it sucks when you don't have those even, mechanics. Even, like,
0: forget even modern games. Like, you think of, like, Mario, you think of Mega Man, like some of the games that we've been talking about, Metroid, Contra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can at least, to various extents, steer yourself in the air once you've jumped. But this game... Like it, it's, it's, you're all in. Like once you commit to jumping like forward, it's like, I hope you know your angles. Like, yeah, you, you need to, you almost need to be like a geometry major to fucking know where to aim your jumps (laughs) in this fucking game. And I like for so long, I was fucking missing jumps. And then it took me quite a while. And then finally I realized like, I don't have to complete my first jump before I make the second one. So I can jump like straight up and just make myself an inch higher on the screen than I was, then jump forward to get onto something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah.
0: or jump forward and about 30% of my way through the jump, jump forward again. And it's just kind of like, I give it like a boost. It just, I don't know why it was such a mental block. I went from hating the jumping in this game to being like, it's it's just another, I, again, I don't mean to call it a puzzle game, but it's almost like another aspect of the puzzle. Like figure out how yeah. to use the jump to get by stuff, dude. You mentioned in the first level the part where you have to jump from like platform to platform where the water crashes down on you.
1: Yeah, uh, that was super cool, but yeah, it was very fright. Like the first time you do that, you're like, oh, okay, I just lost a life. Yeah, um, yeah. It. I guess I'm supposed to. What? Like yeah. it took it took a while. It Probably took you know solid couple dollars to figure that out as a kid. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's. You can tell that it's a game designed for like trial and error you know what i mean it's just that like i assume that at the arcade like when you game over it it was like drop another quarter in and you can try again type thing yeah Um, absolutely whereas like playing it on the super nintendo as long as you're picking up money you can keep earning continues and like i found that uh i I would never get game over because i just kept picking up so much money like the treasure that like i was always earning continues which i actually thought was was kind of neat like i was like this is that seems fair Like, having said that, like, no save states or no save points or anything uh, or no passwords or anything. Uh, I don't know if I ever would have beat this as a kid because, like, I needed save states to, like, save it, like, the further levels and to practice them and stuff like that. I I can't even fathom trying to do it pumping a quarter in every time. I would have gone fucking broke, (laughs) fucking broke.
1: Good thing I had my friend Lee's wallet. Yeah, <laughs> and you were the cool kid at the pool.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. were dude. And that's the thing is like back in the day of a quarter guy you an arcade game. Twenty bucks is eighty fucking playthroughs. Like, yeah, oh, just, yeah. Like it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like much, but that's a lot. Um, yeah. Another thing I really like about this game, uh, I so the it took me forever to figure out the like the armor, like the magical armor that you could like upgrade your armor to and shit like that.
1: But I yeah, love how you can go from like the standard gray armor to I think it's like gray, green, uh, and, and... bronze, gold or something like that. Yeah.
0: Well, I know on, on the Super Nintendo one, it was gray, green, gold. And then you could get like a shield or something like that. They're like made even but the shield fucking sucked. I never use the fucking shield. Um, but I, I liked that. I liked that system a lot. Like for the fucking longest time when I was learning the game, I was like, I don't even care about getting the green armor. Like it doesn't even fucking matter to me. And then finally I realized that like with with the green and gold armor comes better versions of all the weapons.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was
0: like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, like here's a fucking pro tip to all you kids listening to this right now. If you're going to go back and play an old game for the first time, and when I say old, I would say PS2, GameCube, Xbox era older. Uh, Google the instruction manual Because, like, those games weren't designed like they are today to just teach you shit while you play. Like, there's no in-game tutorials in a game like this. They're just like, you better figure it out or you're fucking done. And I didn't realize that I could upgrade my fucking weapons with this armor or I would have got it a long fucking time ago. It's such bullshit. (laughs) I never realized that.
1: Um, Well, so then you're talking about playing uh, Dark Souls. They don't have an instruction manual for that. It's relentless. And it's exactly what you described. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh. you just have to figure it out. And if you don't figure it out, you're, you're done.
0: <laughs> like admittedly, like my main, like, I can't like dark. <laughs> we're going back to ghouls and ghosts. I promise everybody. But dark souls is like the girl that I, 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 I'm like, I think is kind of cute, but I'm afraid to talk to them. Like, that's how I feel about dark souls. Cause I'm like, I know I would like you, but I'm scared of you, but I, I want to be able to put on my resume. Well, I guess, okay. Now it's not going to sound like I was about to say, I want to put on my resume that I beat you. But that doesn't—you can't apply that. <laughs> but you can't apply that to a girl at all. Never mind. That's a terrible analogy. Yeah. Um. But no, poor, yeah. Poor Shaylee. Uh, yeah. No, she beats me. <laughs> she fucking beats the shit out of me. Uh, poor poor Adam. <laughs> yeah. Poor Adam is the fucking answer. Uh, my life is fucking Dark Souls. But you, uh, not not only can you upgrade your armor. You know what? One of my favorite touches, and I know it's so iconic, and everybody knows about it, stuff like that. One of my favorite things about this game is when you're in your armor and you get hit. And you go down to your boxers. I don't know yeah. who thought of that design mechanism, but I'm like, that is such a. I don't know why I find that so fucking charming, but I'm like, what a great idea! Imagine if Mario went to his underwear, like if he got hit an extra time. Like oh, I, that- I love it. I love what. Like you obviously, Eesh. like I, I hate running around this game in my boxers because then I'm like, I'm one mistake away from dying. Uh, but it never does it. Uh, make me smile like it's always entertaining to me you know what i mean i don't know i yeah
1: absolutely like
0: even the idea that this fucking knight from like whatever fucking century or era or whatever this guy is in like that heart like white boxers with the hearts on them even existed back then and then that's (laughs) all he wears under his armor is fucking boxers with hearts on it fucking
1: hilarious armor is really warm adam you gotta you know you gotta get some airflow. What
0: you seem like the type of person that would know this. Like, what do you wear Under Armour? Like Quilt, do you, like you quilted, seem quilted,
1: like, quilted, 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 uh, linens. Oh my! God. That's padding. I'm. I would it, just because it actually actually gets super hot.
0: <laughs> I would just like to take back the you're the coolest person on the show because uh, too wow. bad I, the, my name is engraved on the trophy yeah, th- uh, they wore uh, quilted linens that were 40% cotton for breathability yeah. um, fucking guy so like but yeah like I, I, I like that like it uh, most of the game is and you know what's okay so like I don't mean to keep focusing on the boxers thing but I'm interested in what you think because you have a better you're a more artistic person than I am like you have a better feel for this stuff like it seems so out of place because nothing else in this game is funny at all like there's no humor, there's no funny bad guys or anything. In yeah, my well, opinion, there's
1: yeah, there's one funny bad guy. There's like a a wizard that jumps out of the treasure chest that turns you into a girl.
0: Oh, right. Well, in Super Ghouls and Ghosts, he turns you into a baby, and you uh, fucking crawl around as a baby. You're right, but I uh, no. no. no, 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 that guy's not the, that guy's the, not funny. Fuck that guy.
1: But you're in right. In the arcade, he turns you into a girl. Really? Well, see, like that seems
0: that seems kind of sexist. Like, are they saying that like the girl can't save the girl?
1: Well, just your armor's made for a man. I don't know. I yeah, the armor doesn't I fit. Know. I don't know. Now, yeah. I'm like, sexist, now I'm sexist. Now I just made Tyler. Yeah, I get
0: Tyler me-tooed on the podcast yeah. just trying to, like, casually talk about the games. Uh, he's like, "My fucking... Because of his
1: broader shoulders. he's. I don't know. Yeah.
0: He's like, I lost my job. My fucking wife left me and everything all because you fucking made me say that girls can't wear guys' armor or whatever. Um, <laughs> but okay, yeah. Okay, so then fair enough. You're right. So then there's two, like... But that's what I'm saying is like yeah. those two things—the the underwear and then the wizard that turns you into stuff—like they seem so oddly out of place, but at the same time, this game is so tough and, and unforgiving and relentless. Like it's almost like a nice little—it's it, like
1: it's comic relief, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like you're yeah, eating. Yeah. It's like when you're eating a bag of popcorn and you get that one M M&M and M that you threw in there. It's like a nice <laughs> little—it's like a nice little treat in the in the middle. Um, so yeah. I, I like that a lot, actually. That's good stuff. Uh, did you have a
1: weapon of choice in this game? Um, I think it was it's the throwing knife that you threw it and it kind of looked like a really long spear. Maybe it was a spear, but I thought it was like a knife or something. And it had like a laser trail behind it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when you
1: charge, when you had the like best armor, you charged it up and it shot out like a freaking dragon. Yeah, yeah, That would like serpentine across the screen.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, like with the gold armor, that... you could charge up like a magic spell or something with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What was that? What was that weapon? Was it a dagger or was it a spear? I'm not sure. I, I always
0: thought it was like a lance, like that he would throw. But like I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Though. But that's
1: the first weapon, is the lance, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. So I like, think it's... this is a. I think it was a dagger. I think the lance did something else, and this it was like a dagger that you charged. you threw it, and it just like lasered across the screen just a little dagger and then had like a blue streak behind it okay but when you charged it up it did this like freaking i don't know a uh, hanzo dragon from like overwatch that just destroyed everything in front of you
0: <laughs> it's and it's funny because like when i started uh like one of the first times i played it i got the bow and arrow or the crossbow or, yeah. or whatever i think it's bow and arrow but yeah yeah and people were like oh that's the weapon and I was like, "No, this thing oh, sucks." Really? I was like, "This thing sucks. I can't shoot it straight. It only goes up into two angles." But then I tried every other weapon in the game, and I was like, "I need my bow and arrow." And like that was my <laughs> that was my fucking oh that weapon was like my fucking saving grace, being able to shoot it up in different directions at the
1: same time. Yeah. So the and the dagger you couldn't shoot in different directions; it was only straight. But the charge up would go up and then down and like around. Yeah. Outwards. Like it covered a lot, so you had. You had uh, you know some mobility there, I guess.
0: Yeah. What I found difficult was like, and the, again, I, I don't mean to keep I don't know why I keep comparing this game to fucking Contra, but like maybe it's just because I have Contra on the brain because we just talked about it. But I was talking about how uh, oh I'll, I'll put you on the spot. I'll put you on the spot. You know enough about you know Contra. You know like, you you yeah. know there's the S gun.
1: Yeah.
0: What do What's, you what do you call is? it? What do you call the one that when you shoot it like it like. Shoots like five bullets at once, like in a like in a wave, like oh. straight ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you call that like spread, spray, shotgun? Like, do you have a term for it? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, I thought it was like a shotgun. Ah, or like thank a... you.
0: Okay, yeah. Because we you no, know, because I I say both spread and spray, and I get yelled at no matter what I say. And so we looked it up, and it was like the the spread, like the official wiki called it spread, spray, or shotgun. And so yeah, I was I like, was any shotgun, of them play like, yes, for
1: shotgun. See, but like, it has like oh, but, pellets uh, that go in multiple directions, yes! right? But it waves out. Yeah. I, so it's a shotgun. But no matter what you say, I get fucking yelled at for it. So there we have all three
0: now. Cause my guests and I were calling it we were just calling it the super gun to piss everybody off earlier. Um, <laughs> fuck. I lost my train of thought. Oh, so like in Contra, I was saying that like, once you get a hold of your weapon of choice, which is probably the super gun, uh, I don't even shoot the laser. Weapon. I don't even, Oh, fuck. I hate the laser.
1: I don't even... The uh... laser, it's cool. Oh, no, fuck.
0: Like, once I get the weapon I now want... Now you know
1: why I can't be conscious. Yeah, now I know why you
0: can't fucking be Contra because you prefer the fucking laser, you psycho. Um, but once I have the weapon I want, I don't shoot the weapon barrels anymore because I'm like, I don't want a chance yeah. accidentally picking up a different weapon. And one thing I was oh, going to say... that's I... the
1: most frustrating. When you're right? killing an enemy and he has that... Like, in Ghouls and Ghosts, you're killing an enemy and has that stupid pot and it accidentally bursts... And all of a sudden, you go from your, you know, the, for me, the dagger or whatever, the bow and arrow, if you like that. All of a sudden, you go from that to, like, the hatchet. Yeah, dude. Fuck. And that happened to me so many fucking times. And it,
0: like, not only does it fuck you over on that run, but, like, the weapons are just in random fucking spots in this fucking game a lot of the time. And you could, like, accidentally pick up a different weapon. And then you, you're you or with those fucking weird jumps. Like, oh. It's almost like it happens in slow motion because you land, you do one of your stupid jumps where you can't change directions, and you see that you're about to land on a weapon you don't want. And it's, it, it, I swear, it feels like it's like, no. And then you pick up some shit weapon, (laughs) and now you're just basically stuck until you find the weapon you wanted again, which could take fucking forever. It could be completely fucking random. And it's so infuriating. And I. I don't know if I want to say it's necessarily a criticism of the game, but, like, it kind of is. Because that really fucking... This game is so dependent on having the weapon that you're comfortable using. And if you pick up the wrong one, you're so fucked. And you can be fucked for a long time because they're randomly dropped. It's so fucking irritating. Ugh. And then, I don't know what it's like in arcades, but, like in this one in super ghouls and ghosts on the super nintendo to beat the game you have to play through it twice and on the second playthrough in the last couple levels you have to get like gold armor and then track down this fucking magic weapon that
1: sucks yeah that's to get the secret ending
0: okay well like in yeah like on the super nintendo version you can't beat it without it it'll just keep sending you back to the second last level over and over and over again and uh, that infuriates me for multiple reasons. Number one, that fucking secret weapon sucks taint. Did you ever get it? I don't remember what it's called. It's like a ring or something.
1: Did you ever get it in the arcade? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I beat it in the arcade. It's like the golden goddess bracelet. The yes. golden bracelet. That's something it. Yes. like that.
0: Yeah. And it like just shoots like a ball of electricity out in front of you or something. And it fucking sucks. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, it's like
1: a like a Kamehameha type. Yeah. Or well, like I don't a, know what that is. I shouldn't say yes. I, yeah, that I do. What well,
0: what was yeah. the first thing you said? Commit command? What?
1: Kamehameha. All your Dragon Ball Z fans are disappointed in you, Adam. Oh. Is I'm, that I'm very, Is a Kamehameha? I'm very I'm very quickly becoming the least cool guest. Yeah, you are.
0: Yeah, you're just digging a hole. <laughs> is the Kamehameha? Kamehameha? kamea kamea? Is that what it's called? Kamehameha. Kamehameha? 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 Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Is, that, is that Is that what yeah. Dragon Ball Z shoots?
1: Yeah, that's what Goku shoots. That's like his big, Who's big Go- laser. Which one's shoots. Goku? Is that the, bald the main guy? guy? No, no. The bald guy's Krillin. He's oh, a piece fuck. of shit.
0: I don't know anything. I'm like, oh, God. I can just <laughs> Krillin hear. Krillin is Butters. I can hear the keyboards Dude. typing. Of people yeah, fucking I'm, yelling I'm doing the
1: me. the South Park uh, crossover. Krillin is uh, is Butters.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Dude, Butters is awesome.
0: I love Butters. Uh, come on. No, he's wicked. Except he sells NFTs. He's a piece of shit. But anyway, okay. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, mm, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals. All for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself or you run a business with a bunch of people all click clacking away. CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work and every 15 minutes they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet. And not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work, they can back up unlimited versions of your work. So it's like a rewind button. Realize you screwed something up an hour ago? Just rewind an hour, go find an old version of it, and you're just like that. You're done. You're back to the races. It's awesome. Time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out CrashPlan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Back up better with CrashPlan. Uh, which I still don't even know those are. Okay, where were we now? What were we talk- Oh, yeah. So you have to get that fucking goddess bracelet. And not yeah, only does yeah, that yeah. weapon suck, it's triple infuriating because, again, if you accidentally pick up another weapon you've got to fucking hang around until you find this stupid fucking goddess bracelet again, which you can't get without having like fucking gold armor and then breaking open a chest or fucking something like that. And, and this, I, this is only fair. Cause I like this game better than Castlevania symphony of the night. Have you played symphony of the night? No. Okay. I like this game better than Castle symphony of the night. And when we talk symphony of the night, if we haven't already, uh, I don't know what order these episodes are going live on. I'm going to shit on the fact that in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, there's an entire second castle hidden in the game that you would never find. Like, like I could see how you could, like I beat the game and didn't even know there was a whole second castle to play and I'm not going to get any further into it than that. We'll talk about it on symphony of the night, but if I'm going to shit on symphony of the night for that, then it's not fair for me to not shit on super ghouls and ghosts. Like the instruction book tells you about the goddess bracelet, but it doesn't tell you necessarily how to get it or that you need to beat the game with it or anything like that. I ended up looking it up online and I was like, what a stupid fucking way to end a game (laughs) that I love so much. Uh, to technically beat the game, you've got to find this magical weapon that you need to have magical armor on first to get. Then there's only a percent, like a certain percent chance that the chest will even drop it. Then, then you have to beat the game with it. And if you accidentally lose it, you still can't beat the fucking game. Oh my
1: god. And this is why Adam didn't beat the game. That's it, dude.
0: It is because I beat, okay. Because like I can get to the level. See, so there's seven levels in Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and you have to beat them twice. And I can get to the boss of level seven. And if I don't have to use that stupid bracelet, I can beat them with my eyes closed. But when I have to use the bracelet, I can't fucking beat them. And it makes me so mad. And I'm like, why would you guys do this? Like to all you fucking nerds. I know Capcom listens to my fucking podcast. Why would you fucking put this behind this stupid useless bracelet? It makes me so fucking mad. Ah, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, it fucking sucks. Cause I can't beat it because of this fucking thing.
1: Um, are there checkpoints in the arcade one? Uh, yeah, remember? kind of like just the levels. It was just the levels, not really like a checkpoint like oh, okay. you finished a level, I think. Like in, and in then you, if you if you died, you had to start the level over.
0: Oh, okay. Like in Super Ghouls and Ghosts, there's a checkpoint halfway. And uh, uh there might have been. I don't remember. Oh, it's a godsend, dude. Like cuz you get to that checkway, that halfway point, even if you get like if you run out of lives and you have to use a continue, you continue at that checkpoint. Uh and you oh, continue that's, that's with yeah, and you continue with whatever weapon you had.
1: Which oh, like that's sweet. That's that's pretty innovative for a game from that time. Like it sure they, is. It just, you know like Contra, you died, you died, you started over again. Even if you were yeah. continuing, that sucked.
0: It just like it is innovative, but it also makes me ask like, what's the point of lives and continues? Like like <laughs> I like lives, I get, but like why why make me like I I die I die I die. I'm pissed off at this point. I'm raging, and then I have to go like to the continue screen hit start, let it load up, and then it'll put me back at the checkpoint with the fucking weapon I had, just like if I had just died and used another life. So I'm like, why even Ar- use Continuous? Arcade money. Arcade I, money. I guess so. It's just, fuck. Oh, I was fucking infuriating, man. Fuck me. <laughs> um, I don't know what else there really is to say, man. I just... I forgot about the magic spells with the armor. Like, I don't know if it sounds like I'm just, like, if we're just sitting, like, Tyler's not. I don't know if I sound like I'm sitting here shitting on this game, but like despite oh, the I fact, loved it. me too like despite the fact that this game makes me so fucking angry uh i just couldn't stop playing it i became obsessed with this fucking game for a while and i yeah. i get it like i i really get the the hype quite frank. like have you played the new one like the new ghost goose and ghosts resurrected or whatever it's called
1: no is that okay. the one that was released on the wii or uh
0: no they released one or on, like, like
1: like brand one yeah brand they, brand there.
0: there was one released like last year on like the switch and ps4 and stuff
1: um, no, I've been playing a ton of Bioshock. I, yeah. I should go back. Fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I have a Bioshock full blown Bioshock fetish. I love that fucking game. Oh yeah. We talked oh, about so that good. game. You were the guest. Yeah, we did. Episode. I yeah. love that game.
1: Um, but I want to play the new I've one been, of these. I've been playing the third one on my PC.
0: Oh, <laughs> how do you, okay. I, I'm not, no, I'm not going to change the fucking topic again. I was going to ask you what you think of infinite, but we'll talk about that off the air. Um, yeah, yeah. I I just I guess what I wanted to say was like when I think of Capcom I th- like uh, like I think of Street Fighter and I think of Mega Man. Yeah. Like I think that those are I know there's other franchises, but oh those to me are the two big Capcom franchises.
1: Well, isn't Resident Evil Capcom too? Resident
0: Evil, yeah. I, I Monster Hunter. I
1: just like I have more of a connection. I'm not I've never really been a big Monster Hunter guy, but like Resident Evil, Mega Man uh Street Fighter. Street Fighter, those are the big Capcom. Yeah, ones. yeah, like those yeah. are what
0: I think of when I think of of Capcom, and like quite. Frankly, and then Marvel
1: like, versus Capcom, I love that franchise. Right, yeah, but like, and I think uh, Arthur's in that in one of the iterations of that.
0: Oh no, shit! Really? That'd be so yeah. sick. He'd be such an awesome character for a fighting game. I'm
1: I'm pretty sure he's in it. I ninety percent sure.
0: Does he go down to his underwear?
1: I can't remember.
0: If he doesn't, they they fucked up. That would be a missed opportunity uh what i was gonna say though is just like now that i've experienced this franchise like people seem to really like it i had tons of people telling me they like this game why is this like why has this franchise been dead for so long like like, it's a good franchise like am i wrong like no it is
1: it's totally a good franchise it's the side scroller thing is not super popular right like you get cuphead now but that's the indie ones, you don't get AAA companies, for no side-scrollers.
0: Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's what it is, is it's, like, this is a franchise where they fucking... They're, like, we aren't using our resort, like... And to their credit, like, they're making great, like, you know, Street Fighter Five was big, fucking Resident Evil 7 and 8 are incredible. Unfortunately, they kind of forgot about Mega Man sometimes, which sucks, but whatever, Mega Man still exists. Yeah. So, like, I get why, like, if your Capcom ghouls and ghosts is not the focus of your fucking resources but like it's just like with nintendo i get why they don't make stuff like f-zero and Star Fox because they're busy making mario and zelda but it's like then give these yeah. franchises to some talented student like imagine what some open, indie open, studio out open, there could do with these fucking franchises you know
1: yeah open open the licensing like yeah they're you know you'll get some crappy titles for those open license games but you'll also get some great ones yeah let's um, just... there's a couple companies that have done that and and I'd say it, it's more positive than negative. Yeah,
0: dude. There, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, if Capcom did nothing other than to like put out like a, a like a, for lack of a better term, like a casting call for like indie game developers, and they're like, "Hey, did you grow up playing Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins, whatever?" They're like, "Come on, we we want someone to make the next one." And you would get people that grew up obsessed with these games, being like tripping over themselves to make one. And I guarantee you, they'd make a fucking masterpiece. And I just wish that this franchise hadn't gone so long between entries. Because, like, I really, like... I'm looking right now. uh, Ultimate... So, in 2006, they made Ultimate Ghosts and Goblins for the PSP. And, like, I got love for the PSP. But, like, okay, whatever. And then they made two iOS games in 2009 and 2010. And then that was it until Resurrection. And, like, so I'm praying Resurrection is, like, actually a resurrection and not just, like, a one-off, like... Bring this fucking yeah, yeah, franchise yeah. back, you know?
1: I agree. And I, he does go down to his boxers and Marvel yeah, he does. Fuck
0: yeah. yeah. I want to be him for, like, Halloween and just go to a party and just a <laughs> pair of boxers with, like, a, a knight's helmet and, like, a fucking bow. And a lance. You need yeah, that big lance. Yeah, and a lance. Yeah, exactly. That's it, yeah. yeah.
1: That's um, the iconic look.
0: It is, right? It really is. I fucking... Yeah. I love this fucking game. I... I just want to say to all of you out there that are on me to that, that like voted for it, I don't know if you voted for it because you were like, oh, this game's sweet. Or if you voted for it because you're like, this game will piss Adam off. But like, it did both. <laughs> I do think it's sweet and it did piss me off. Um, but like, as a Super Nintendo diehard, I always thought the best Super Nintendo game that I've never played is ActRaiser. Um Have you played ActRaiser? Uh Which one? ActRaiser on the Super Nintendo no okay i get shit for not playing that one all the time and i'm like i never thought that super ghouls and ghosts would be like one of these games that i was like i gotta play this fucking game but now i've played it i'm like this is one of the best games on the super nintendo and quite frankly if they released like an arcade one-up cabinet of these games i'd be pretty tempted by it because i like them so much and i can't throw an arcade cabinet so i won't break my kit my controller uh, like like that you sounds, could try. I could try. That sounds like a great way to fucking experience these games. Um Have you got anything else? Like, Do we miss anything? I think we're done. I got nothing else.
1: Favorite favorite boss?
0: Oh. Do you know one? It sounds like you've got one ready. I need a minute to think.
1: Well, so it's all of the like main like ghouls, the main ghoul bosses, they all had like two faces, one in their stomach or like crotch region. I thought that was hilarious. That's it. So that like all the other bosses kinda of pissed me off and were frustrated to fight, but the, the ghouls, like the big, you know, hulking ghouls. I just thought it was funny and they had like I don't know.
0: It would suck it's to still... be the bottom head. <laughs> They'd be in the garage. Yeah. I yeah. um
1: I'm trying you know what they oh, want me to shoot fire now from the garage. All right, here we go. Did you oh, did please. your <laughs> Did did
0: your did the art? did the one you play in the arcade, did it have the three headed dragon that would actually turn into yeah, the three Hydra, dragons? The Hydra. That was my yeah. favorite one.
1: Like, yeah, because he looks so cool. rad. Yeah. And I thought he was yeah. easy
0: to beat, which was... Oh, dude, that's one last thing I wanted to touch on. Actually, speaking of the bosses, I actually found the bosses surprisingly easy by and large compared to the levels themselves. Like, I yeah, felt like... It, right? And it was almost like it was the game being like, listen, we know you've been through shit for the last 20 minutes. Take... There you go. Take a breather. Like, there were other yeah. than the final boss, and only because I had to fight him with that stupid bracelet... I didn't fi- I didn't have any trouble with any of the bosses in this game.
1: Um, which... uh, yeah, I'd say the centipede-looking motherfucker. I had some trouble with. Which
0: one's the centipede?
1: The one that kind of cur- he's like a big skull face, dragon tail thing that wraps like in a sea around you.
0: <gasps> oh, dude, I found him to be. I guess maybe an arcade to be harder. Like I was working that guy because I figured out where to stand, and then I just had to jump like once or twice. But I thought he
1: looked super fucking cool.
0: Yeah, that like yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. And he like going a circle around you like
1: really fast. And then yeah, off. I, yeah, I I just remember having a lot of trouble with him.
0: Yeah, he he was a cool design, um. But yeah, like they, they just I found it like frankly refreshing because I'll tell you, dude, nothing irritates me more than a really difficult boss fight. I don't know why. If it's a really difficult level in a game, I can get past that. But a really difficult boss fight fucking drives me insane. I don't know what it yeah. is. Maybe that's part of my why I'm scared of Dark Souls as well, but i don't know because it's
1: all difficult because it's
0: all difficult there's tons of these fucking boss fights and just anyway i just know it's gonna fuck me up that's all um well that worked okay like when you said you're like well i haven't played super ghouls and ghosts but i played it in like the arcade i was like fuck i wonder if we're talking about the same game but it sounds like they're pretty close to the same fucking game which is sweet yeah Um, i think
1: they're pretty much identical
0: yeah it sounds like they are i I love this fucking game uh okay so we got to score this thing uh, so I wasn't sure what to score it out of, but I was thinking like, I, I have probably died in this game at least 999 times. Okay. So let's score it out of 900 and no, no, this, that's lame. This is better. You played it in the arcade, which costs 25 cents. Yeah. So we'll score it out of 25. Let's go with that. So hey. if you, if you were going to score, uh, uh, I don't even know which I don't know what to call it. Cause I don't know which one you fucking played, but we'll say super ghouls and ghosts. Yeah, if you're you gonna just sc-
1: say super ghouls and ghosts. Yeah.
0: If you're going to score Super Ghouls and Ghosts out of 25, what are you going to score this thing?
1: I'd i give it a 20 out of 25 All for right. the $20 of Lee's money that I spent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: poor, <laughs> poor Lee. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I Yeah, you know what? I know it's lame to just agree, but like, yeah, I'd probably go with 20 as well. I want to go higher, but that fucking bracelet thing drives me fucking insane
1: i think that's yeah stupid. and then like the jumping only in one direction you know especially if like in mega man other games and, and titles at the time you could jump in multiple directions so that's a little frustrating but and like some of the weapons pissed me off like i hated the hatchet I oh, hated, uh,
0: the hatchet fucking sucked where it like did the spin yeah. when you fucking threw it
1: oh yeah so Jesus. there's a few weapons i freaking hated yeah I but you know like I liked the music. I liked how spooky it sounded. Like for the most part, all the bosses were really fun. The everything is a good game.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a really good game. I'm thoroughly impressed. I admittedly, fucking ten times faster than I ever expected this fucking game to be. So yeah, uh yeah, agreed. I, I like this game a lot. And uh thanks for doing this, buddy. I uh I, I, t- I, fuck, I'm torn on if I want to take back the coolest kid on remember the game. I'll let the fans decide when people listen to this episode, <laughs> after everything we just went through and Tyler talking about what people wear under their armor and fucking playing Starcraft on his fucking computer and all the nerdy That's shit that the, he hey, said.
1: It, pump the brakes. Starcraft is cool. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so am I Tyler. Fuck me. Yeah. Man. Uh, well you guys decide whether or not Tyler's fucking cool. But uh, whether I think you're cool or not, buddy, you're you're a good guy. And I appreciate you coming on the show again. I appreciate you talking ghouls and ghosts. And uh, just before we started this podcast, you and I were talking about recording another episode. And I'm not going to say yep. what game it is uh, but because we both need a bit of a refresher before we record it. But it is a game that you guys have all been asking for for a very long time. Uh, what else can we say about it that won't
1: just give away what it is right away? I thought it was more obscure than it is. Like, I, I didn't think anybody else had played it. I thought same here. It was, you know, yeah, same here. I also here. thought it was like a Japanese thing, and it turns out it's from North America. So that's... Yes. So it's a North American
0: mascot and uh, a, a very weird uh, NES game that I didn't think yeah. anybody wanted, but apparently a whole bunch of you want. So
1: it's 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 Fido Dido, the Seven Up game.
0: (laughs) I fucking (laughs) that guy sucked. That guy was just a (laughs) that guy, that fucking shitty Seven Up guy. He was just like a a a a rip off of Doug.
1: Yeah, or no
0: Skeeter. (laughs) He He was like Skeeter.
1: Skeeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: Skeeter was like way cooler than that fucking guy.
1: Fido Dido did have a video game on the SNES too. What a fucking piece of crap. Anyway. Did Skeeter have a video game on the Super Nintendo?
0: Was there a Doug Super Nintendo game? I don't know. Doug, uh, don't know. it feels like there probably was.
1: No. Now, was now it they know. Doug? Now they know what we're talking about, Doug. Yeah, yeah, we're games. talking Doug. <laughs>
0: no, it doesn't look like Doug had a fucking Super Nintendo game. That's crap. How did Doug? No, wait. Here's box art for a Doug Super Nintendo game. What the fuck? Oh, I think it was like a fan-made thing.
1: Whatever. Doug oh. should
0: have had a Super Nintendo game. Doug was fucking awesome. I loved Doug oh did you like did you ever play with the fuck? like everyone's gonna know we're and we're not talking doug and we're not talking cool spot but did you ever play cool spots games um the guy from uh he was from seven up too but he was like that red dot and he had like shades and yeah, like, yeah
1: yeah 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 Yeah, i did play that it, that it might actually, be the game i'm thinking
0: of that actually wasn't a
1: terrible game
0: no no but the oh maybe it is no didn't the seven up guy have a fucking video game no, maybe it was just cool it. spot. Yeah. I think we're just thinking. It robot. might have
1: been cool spots. Was not Seven Up Guy in Cool Spots? Maybe he
0: was. Because I I know which I know who Seven Up Guy was with like the white wavy hair.
1: Yeah, Fido Dino. Seven yeah, Up yeah.
0: Guy. Yeah, he fucking sucked.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at him
0: right now. What a piece what a crappy mascot. He looks like something I could draw. Yeah, Fido Dino. <laughs> what a piece of crap. Anyway. Alright. Sorry. We really went off fucking we really went off track there. He was oh, he was replaced with Cool Spot as the brand mascot. Good. Because he sucks in cool spots. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Let's get fucking, fuck what a horrible podcast this is. Uh, Tyler, thanks for doing this, buddy. That was fun.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: that's gonna do it for this week's episode Tyler thank you so much for giving me a call and talking ghouls and ghosts and to every single one of you geeks listening whether this is episode 1 or episode 181 uh, of your remember the game experience thank you so much for the support I really really appreciate it uh hey if you enjoy what we're doing maybe consider supporting us on Patreon and I know it's fucking like cliche to ask but like it's only two bucks a month to start there's other tiers if you want more stuff but for two bucks a month you can get two additional podcasts every week plus instant access to almost 200 bonus podcasts plus you can write in and play play one remake one erase one and all that stuff you can DM with me I'll give you a shout out our Discord's got over 400 members or something like that now and you can fucking join that as well I don't still entirely understand what Discord is but I know it's very popular and we're in there uh um, all kinds of good shit for only two bucks a month. And don't forget, five percent of our Patreon gets donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital at the end of the year as part of my extra life campaign. So you're throwing a couple of bucks at the kids as well. Patreon.com slash remember the game if you are interested. Uh, I have a PO box. If you want to send me a letter, a postcard, or something, I'll send you one back and we'll be friends. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. And don't forget to check me out over on the old Twitch box. Look for remember the Game over at twitch.tv. Not remember the game, remember the game. Twitch.tv. I get on there every Tuesday night and then just whenever else I can during the week, and I love chatting with the community, and it's usually a lot of fun. So that'll do it for this week's episode. I'll be back tomorrow for our Patreons with Expansion Pass number 94, which will be my Halo Infinite campaign spoiler free review. I'll be back on Friday with our next episode of Game Patch, where we look at all the biggest news in gaming, and I'll be back next week with a whole nother juicy smorgasbord of video game podcasts, because that's all I fucking do with my life. I'm going to shout out some Patreons now and move on. Take it easy, everybody, and I will talk to you all again soon. Cheers. Goodbye remember the game is brought to you by our patreons i couldn't produce all the content i puke up every week without all of your support uh the following people have supported us at the junior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game and so i'm contractually obligated to stumble through all their names at the end of each episode a huge thank you to <sighs> Dave, makeshift Mallow Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Michael Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Keegan, his Stupid Arrow Handle, James Clark, Dave Mcgee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Madero, Scott B, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Jordan, Frazier Burns, Lil Bunny, Fufu 89 Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Tin Smasher, Wyman Brooks, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Matt McClain, Brian Ransom, Miles from Bring Back Retro.com, Nathan Tremblay, A-Town, Onre SJA, Flash, Tom Kite, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Adam J, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, Very Cool Dude, Tim Rial, G9PSX, Tim L, David Schnatterer, Silver Grunion, Raging Demon, Poops Loomis, Dana Wucherall, That One Kid Nick, Mad Shibs, Mercury 869, Derek Jane, MFelf, kfave 5150, TK Tonky Kong, Wolfgang Darren, Seriously Ron P, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Mega Man 2 OG, Good A, Dane, Chris Coplin, GC Freak 898, Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Too Loud for the Crowd, Trevor Sevenoaks, Ryan McCowan, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic21, Johnny CCDC, Joel Leblanc, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, Tenth Sparkster, Omega 88, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing. Chowdy loudy, Dan Wagner, Candido, K because Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Scarlet, Oprah's Iron Fist, Adam Fair, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Karth from Kotor, Chance McCoy, Hammond Egger, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game Fur Chuck, Game Nomad Misi, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Stuber Garrick, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Swanee, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Inhuman Sumo, Chalupa Cabra, Rocker Dude, Mikey NL83, Just a Fish. Bagalazzino, Noob Q, Scientific Wonder Penis, Beth, Strife 89, Liam, Denzalo, Spicy Mortician, Eric Shavinius, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Jay Hampton, Dylan Flora, Jackson M, Matthew D'Amico, Dajow1K1T, Clayton Robertson, Frosty Feet 492, Brit O'Neill, all the good names were taken. Hulk Hogan's brother, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Kyle Shreve, Matthew Salmon, Elijah Burns, Nicholas Kulik, also lot of woe, Stephen Parnell, Jolt Addict 21, Aaron Price, Meat on the Bone, Dokobai, Tomikis, Sean Dillinger, Justin Zabrocki, Frozen Interior, and Wontongo, Brandon Basham, Zach Koiner, DBXJ, Ryan Shimmick, Jameer Williams, Jared Pierce, Steve Daup, Lone Cart, Gannon144, Phil McCracken, Double D, Sid's Good Leg, Trav H, Mizuru, Declan McGarry, David Marcus, Dagger Disaster, Juris Dr. Mario, Vaughn, Jordan Salm, Burnout Doug Keeney, Scott Graham, Tyler, Brad Leverin, Aaron, Aaron Kedvis, Dissect That Film, Phil Lencher, Breadcrumbs, Spencer Whitledge, Illegal Amigo, 69 Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Tom Arkly, Riley Turvey, Nick Amos, Thomas Child, Big Sum 1, Sean Turner, Bill Kirby, Lucas Pico, Andrew Pritchard, Ben Paul, Junkyard God, Triforce Tony, Two Bros Winning, Laces Out Dan, Jonathan Everidge, Adrian Mad Dog Counting, Brad Beardsley, Spazernut, Dabs All Day, William maine C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Prince Pinchin, and Ian Kegg. That might be the best one I've ever done. I only fucked it up a little bit. God, this list is getting long. Thank you all so much for the support. If you made it all the way to the end, just tweet at me and just say Purple Monkey Dishwasher. And then I'll have known you made it all the way to the end. All right? Twitter, uh, tweet at me at, at Member of the Game. Thanks a lot for the support. You guys are the best. Talk to you again soon. Cheers. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: Bye-bye. <laughs>